0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, well, it's either, it's early, I guess, early Friday, whatever. Uh, November 10th, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 330. Uh, How the heck is everybody doing? I hope everybody had a good time in between shows. I hope you guys enjoyed that live streaming podcast from the All Things Comedy Festival With uh, Billy O'Connor, who was a riot, Ryan Sickler, Court McCown. um, And I'm back now with a ton of stuff to talk about. I have a full packed 330 for you guys. TVE 330. uh, Just a ton of information, a ton of stuff to talk about, um, and some really, really funny stories, or at least I thought they're funny, and I don't get feedback from the podcast either way, so you're either going to think they're funny or not, and I'm not going to know, so I'm going to assume you like them, but there is a ton of stuff to talk about, the, the, you know, the end of the trip of uh, Milwaukee and Green Bay, which was awesome, he had such a good time, um, you know, what's going on with, uh, my special, some 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 updates, some news, okay, my unacceptable, your guys' unacceptable, some plugs, some new dates, uh, some cool things that uh, I want to talk about. So sit back and relax wherever you may be today, in your car, uh, at your cubicle, on the treadmill, or just hanging out, enjoying this episode of the Verzi Effect podcast. It's going to be a good one. So, um, yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Uh, but first, as you guys know, we have to shout out the amazing sponsors who uh, believe in our show so much that they, um, you know, wanted to, to sponsor the Verzi Effect. And I've had some amazing, loyal sponsors of the show. And uh, they're also really cool, amazing people with uh, amazing products. Speaking of amazing products, everybody, the Verzi effect, is sponsored, by, chassis, that's right, one of, one of the products, that I have talked about passionately, for a very long time, you guys have heard it, you know it, chassis for men, okay, chassis is a premium body powder, and what this has, and I could attest to this, um, I have women actually saying, women asking me, can I use it for this, can I use it for that, You know, is it, does it, like, women want this product. This product is amazing. It's a premium body powder that has a special hydro shield technology, okay? So it provides all-day protection against sweat, chafing, and odor. That's right, for your man parts. Man care for down there. Chassis also contains no aluminum, no talc, no parabens, or no menthol. This is just an all, it's, it's a healthy, no, you don't have to worry about any bad shit in this product. Because it doesn't have it, okay? It's just a fine, ultra-soft powder. Goes a long way. One bottle, everybody. One bottle can get you three to four months, even if you use it every day, like myself. And uh, like I said, my testes have uh, never looked back. You know, they uh, the new testes looked in the rearview mirror and said goodbye to the old testicles. Because I have never been this dry and fresh and just free, f- just flowing. <laughs> Tom Petty, rest his soul, was free-falling. My balls are free-flowing. Like I said, the ball game is over. It is man care for down there. Chassis for men, an amazing powder for um, for men. You could get it at um, www.chassisformen.com. I guess you don't even need the W's anymore. But uh, chassisformen.com or on amazon.com. That's chassis spelled C H A S S I -S 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 S. Go get your bottle now. They have a shower primer. They just have. They have. It's the best product. I'm telling you right now. Uh, go to chassisformen.com or go to Amazon. Buy their products, and you tell me that I'm wrong. I have people from all over the country telling me this. I am not kidding you. Okay. Uh, I was talking to one comedian, uh, even on the podcast. They were like, "Dude, I use powder all the time. Uh, this sounds better. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this, and it is better." So anybody listening to this, if you put powder on your balls and that's something that you did and you thought it was fresh and good and that's all that, you've never done it yet. Your balls have never lived or breathed until they've had the chassis powder on them. So please check that out. Also, guys, City Living Dog and Coach Mike, and Coach Mike is going to be coming here soon because Lloydy is starting to we still got to work on him with the walking. He's calmed down other ways, but um, check out Coach Mike and City Living Dog. If you have questions, you could tell him that the Versey Effect uh, sent you. He'll answer your questions. He's a really good dude. He's an amazing dog trainer. Been doing it a long, long time. And uh, you could check out his amazing YouTube channel. Just go to City Living Dog. Um, he's in the New England area. You could watch him work with all these animals, Facebook Live videos. He does all of his uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, uh, I guess um, Instagram, all of the all of the social media. Check that out. And, of course, guys, All Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite podcast, such as The Verzi Effect. Uh, also, uh, check out their record label. They have amazing uh, comedy albums on there. And uh, I'm very grateful th- uh, to them for how amazing they are to the artist and also uh, producing my special. And, uh... So check that out. You could go to allthingscomedy.com or follow them on Twitter at allthingscomedy. There you have it. We got the sponsors in there already. Check them out. All great products. All great people. All great things. Okay? Uh, Speaking of my special, I am happy to announce that it is all done as far as the editing. It's color. It's sound. It's all in. It's in the can and ready to go um, you know, so now we just wait, uh, it's a waiting game to see exactly where we're gonna land, but I'm pretty excited about it, and, um, it looks and sounds great, it's something that I'm proud of, and I think you guys will like it, and it looks like the name of my special will be I'll Say This, uh, Paul Verzi, I'll Say This, we came up with the name, because uh, when we were watching the special, I would preface some things by going, and I'll say this, or I'll say this, and I was like, what about I'll say this? And everyone's like, I kind of like it, I kind of like it. The funny thing is, during the editing, some of those came out. So it's not really in the thing, but since I preface a lot of times when I'm talking, I'll say this or whatever, we just decided to make the whole special that. So uh, you guys will be seeing the Paul Verzi, I'll Say This special coming out Um Hopefully in uh, very early 2018. I mean, I can't say exactly when because, again, you know, things are out of my control. But hopefully, like, you know, hopefully uh, the latest first quarter of, uh, of 2018. But it's definitely something that I am proud of. Uh, now, guys, now that that is out of the way. All right. I have to talk about this trip. This trip to, uh, to Milwaukee uh, and Green Bay. Now, you guys know that I said the three places that I was looking to do my special was, um, well, two other places that I was going to do it was uh, Indianapolis. No, the three places was Indianapolis, Minneapolis, or Milwaukee. Okay, those are the places that I was like, you know what, that's where I want to do it. But, because especially this first special, debut special you know, you don't have all the control and everything like that, so, I mean, I, I, it just would have been too much to get everybody from Los Angeles to one of those cities, everybody from New York, the crew, it would have been too much, so I did it at the Terrytown Music Hall, which I absolutely do not regret, and I love it, my next special will be at the Riverside in Milwaukee, if I have anything to do, uh, or say about it, you know, my dog is freaking out because there's a black cat There's a new character now. There's a new character in the Verzi animal saga. And it's this black cat that does not give a shit about Lloyd. This black cat just walks on our walkway looking at him like, what are you going to do? Like almost like a slow runway walk. And he can't handle it. You hear him in the back. He cannot handle it. Then the cat sits at the window looking at him in the house like, yeah, I'm right here. I'm right outside. You're not going to do shit. He cannot take it. Um, it's almost comical how this thing is just egging him on and somebody's like, you know what, let him, let him go and, and teach this cat a lesson. Let, let nature take its course. I might, or I might just let him go with the le like, like go with him with the leash just to scare this thing. Cause this thing is getting way too comfortable on our property. Anyways, I digress. So, uh, the Riverside theater in Milwaukee was a place I did last year with Bill Burr. And I was like, this is it. This is the place. I just feel amazing there. The crowds are amazing there. Um, Thank you guys too, man. If you were there and and you were one of the people there, watch me open for Bill. So me and Joe Bartnick went with him again this year uh, because we were going to go to Lambeau. We had this trip planned for a while. And the whole point of it was to do a couple of shows and then go to Lambeau together. Bill got caught up with an acting gig that ran longer than he thought. So me and Bartnick decided to stay in town and go to the, um, the Green Bay game. But before I even get to Green Bay, the green room, okay, the green room in Milwaukee is eight stories up from the theater. So they take you up in this old school elevator and somebody is just manning the elevator Uh, and they just wait in there, and if you want to go down by the the stage to watch the show, or get ready to, you know, go on stage, or come off stage, they're waiting for you, but if you just want to be up in the green room, the green room is a giant room, it's got couches, flat screens, a spread of food, and then they just put an arcade in there, so I was literally playing an arcade that had all the classics, Centipede, Pac-Man, Frogger, uh, I mean, you name it. I was just trying to get records on all of these things because I take it way too seriously. And uh, at one point, Burr was taking a picture of me because he went on stage and I just still never left my spot. Just playing the arcade. They made a steak. They made a salmon. I mean, the hospitality at this place was magnificent. Like, I can't even tell you. Wisconsin is underrated period, one of the most underrated states in the country, some of the most underrated people, the hospitality, forget southern hospitality, forget that, I mean southern hospitality is great, nothing, nothing like what I experienced when I go there, the crowd's appreciative people, nice, even when they're drunk, they're like, I mean, it's just ridiculous, even they're homeless. I'll tell you something. This homeless guy. See, I'll say this. I'll tell you something, um, This homeless dude comes up to me and Joe Bartnick. We walked over to the uh, the Fonzie statue. The Henry Henry Winkler's got the, the you know the Fonz, metal Fonzie statue right there by the uh, Milwaukee River Walk or whatever it is. And um, we're in downtown Milwaukee. It's after a show, and we want to smoke a cigar and go by the water. So we walk over there, and there's a homeless guy. And he had some corny jokes at first. He was like, we walked by, and he goes, hey, black guy, don't shoot. Ha, ha, ha. We're like, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of corny, whatever, but still a nice guy. Nice for homeless. So all of a sudden, he walks back up to us when we're at this statue. We're hanging out. And he goes, uh, he walks up, and he goes, hey, black guy, don't shoot. And we're like, yeah, okay, we heard that, you know. But we're being nice to him. We're totally being nice. And then he just walks up to me, and he goes, hey, man, you guys hear Bob Barker died? And I'm like, I'm thinking, like, Price is right, Bob. He's like, yeah, you guys didn't hear Bob Barker died? And I go, really? He goes, yeah, he got hit by a new car. And I just start laughing. And I look at Joe and we're like, that was good. That was actually good. And I gave him a dollar because of it. How funny is that and clever that a homeless guy, yeah, Bob Barker died. Yeah, he got hit by a new car. I, was, I laughed. I thought it was great. Um, but everything. Everything about this trip—it was so fun. I didn't want to leave Milwaukee, but I knew that we were going to go to Green Bay. Now I have a very uh, cool story for you, TV TVE listeners. And I, I, yeah, I, so I think this is something you guys will really appreciate. All right, so we go to Green Bay, and uh, we were gonna—we're we performing at the Meyer Theater. Uh, on Sunday night. So we did Friday and Saturday Milwaukee. Then we're in Green Bay on Sunday Sunday night. Because Monday, the following day, is Monday Night Football. And that's the game where we're going to go to. So even though Bill couldn't go, he really wanted me and Joe to still go to the game. Me and Joe were like, listen, when's the next time we're going to be in Green Bay? When's the next time you're going to go to fucking Lambeau Field on Monday Night Football? See the stadium? It's historic. It's Lombardi. It's all that. So we're like, absolutely. So... We're doing the show Sunday night, and uh, I get uh, Kelly Meyer. You guys know Kelly from uh, the podcast, the Shakespeare of shit himself, the amazing IBS stories which he's contributed to the show, and and we've made part of the show, which is hilarious. That's how cool comedy podcasts are. That you could have a fan submit about having you know irregular bowel movements and a problem with their stomach. And have it be like a regular, like ongoing thing, and it's so funny. So, uh, if you guys don't know Kelly, you're new to the show. He eloquently puts his IBS uh, debacles and all that stuff uh, in a story, and it's just hysterical. and And the fans love it, and and I cry laughing, and it's just great. So, Kelly was like, "Hey, Verzi, the show is sold out. I would love to come and see you." Well, I said, "Well." Let me see what I could do. So, of course, I get Kelly. This is the greatest, dude. This is the look on his face. I get Kelly, um, him and a guest on a list to get, you know, to just show up, give their name, and get great seats. Um... So he hits me up, and he's like, oh, the seats are amazing. Thank you so much, blah, 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 this and that. And the seats also say, stay in your seat after the show. People file out, and then you get escorted back to the green room where he could then hang out with, uh, you know, myself, Bill, Joe, do whatever, talk, whatever. Almost like, you know, a meet and greet or whatever. But since he's a part of the show, he's not going to be treated like a regular fan. He's going to come back there, shoot the shit with us, which I know he was, you know, probably excited to do. Now, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, is at the show, okay? Now, me, obviously, me and Bartnick and, and everybody knew, and, you know, Bartnick uh, had met him at the Espies. and, you know, it was just our job. Me and Joe just laugh, I, like, so. sometimes it's just so fun and ridiculous. So we're talking um, to Bill, and Bill is telling us all this stuff that, like, you know, they say number twelve is coming to the show, and he's going to be at the show. Now you were talking about arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, and when it's all said and done, he'll be probably in the top five or ten quarterbacks of all time. Uh, you know, so you know, Super Bowl champion, just you know, makes throws. Nobody, I mean, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't need. I don't, I don't need to go on. It's it's Aaron Rodgers. So. So, you know, you're on stage and you're like, all right, you know, uh, it's cool. People come out to shows all the time or whatever. And, and fortunately in our business, you just like all of a sudden you'll do a show and somebody famous is either backstage or, you know, I've had NBA players, you know, introduce themselves. Like, it's crazy. It, it's actually crazy and a lot of fun. So, um, the show's over, right? And we're backstage backstage. And they're like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is here. His party's gonna come backstage. We're gonna go escort him. So uh, we're like, oh, this is this is cool, man. You know, get to get to do an amazing show. Green Bay, so cool. The Meyer Theater, about a thousand people, which was fourteen hundred less than Milwaukee. Milwaukee was about twenty-four hundred, and um, you know, bigger, different. But uh, this charming little thousand-seat theater in Green Bay. Packed out on a Sunday night was awesome. Really great crowd into it and everything like that. So now we're done back there. Bill's got to get on a private jet to go, you know, finish his movie. And me and Joe are staying in town to go to the game. So they uh, they escort Aaron Rodgers up. And sure enough, Aaron Rodgers and some people walk, uh, uh, walk up the stairs and they're there. And let me just say this. Aaron Rodgers could not have been a cooler dude. Just a down-to-earth... And I'll say funny. Just funny. Like, the way he... Like, you could tell the dude's got an amazing sense of humor. Funny. I actually said to him... uh, I said to him, and he was actually humble about it. But I go, yeah, dude. I go, "That, that throw you had in the playoffs against Dallas to kick that field goal and win that playoff game. I go, that was amazing. You know, I'm a Giants fan, and that was amazing. And then he goes, hey, we did it this year too. But he, like, said it quietly and not arrogantly just so I knew, like, yeah, kind of the same game took place. Just such a such a cool dude. And um, we were talking. I was talking. You know, I'm not going to get into it, what we were talking about with the Giants, but I was, like, you know, asking him questions about the Giants. And the guy was just – Super, super cool and and great. Now, they come up to me and they say, oh, we're going to go get uh, your other party, Kelly Myers, in the theater. We're going to get him. So Kelly's coming up. Kelly's a huge Packer fan, all right? Now, unbeknownst to him, like he's already excited that he's going to come back to the green room, hang out. He's a huge Bill Burr fan. You know, he thinks Bill Burr is the greatest comedian on the planet, and rightfully so. So he's excited he's coming back to hang with me, Bartnick, and, and one of his favorite comedians of all time, Burr, right? So, <laughs> unbeknownst to him, Aaron Rodgers is standing there with us, and he's a huge Packer fan, okay? So I'm saying, dude, maybe I should give him a heads up. Maybe I should say, "Uh, hey, Kelly, listen, just so you know, dude, Aaron Rodgers is back here. So you're going to see a superstar, a current, NFL superstar quarterback sitting here talking to us. And then I'm like, no, let's just see what he does. (laughs) So, (laughs) So they go to escort him up, and we're all in the green room talking in a circle. Me, Burr, Bartnick, Aaron Rodgers, a bunch of people in Aaron Rodgers' party. They were all cool. Everybody was cool. And you hear people coming up the stairs, and the door opens, and uh It's the guy who works at the theater and he brings in Kelly Meyer and right when the door opens, Kelly Kelly just looked and he just sees Aaron Rodgers and he got stunned like he just stopped. He just stopped and like, like literally like went back and almost like well, he just didn't know, what to, didn't, know, didn't know what to do. So then he walks in and I go, oh, hey man, what's going on? And then now he's standing in the circle, but there's already a conversation going on. So he's just, he's just standing there looking around. And as this is going on, I'm, I have the biggest smile on my face and I'm just looking at him. And he's looking at Aaron Rodgers. Then he's looking at Bill. Then he's looking up at the ceiling. He's looking down. He did not know what to do with himself. He didn't know what to do with himself. And I loved every minute of it. Because it was the ultimate. Imagine if you're excited that you know a comedian on a show. And you're going to go see a big show. Right? And not only do you get tickets. But then you get like the, you know, the backstage. You know, hang out in the green room. But then you get there. All right, which you were invited to, so he feels comfortable, and then you see your favorite team and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time who's on your team just sitting there in street clothes talking. That's what he walked into, and it was awesome. Oh, It was just so fun watching him go through that, right? (laughs) So, anyway, they, you know, uh, Bill takes off. uh, Aaron Rodgers and his party takes off, and now it is uh, me, Bartnick, and Kelly, so I say, listen, man, I don't get a chance to hang with you, you you contribute to my show, you're a good dude, you've flown to New York to see me perform, now you've seen us in, in Green Bay, I said, me and Joe are going to go out, to grab a, a, a quick bite, and get a drink, and maybe maybe smoke a stick, do you want to come, totally cool, man, if you guys don't mind, I'm like, yeah, no, let's go, let's go, so, me, Nick, and Kelly go out to a bar in Green Bay and we got, we were starving, and I'm trying to eat good. I'm losing weight, but the only thing they had was pizza and appetizers, and they had this pepperoni pizza, and I thought it was going to be awful, and it was oddly good. The crust was crunchy. The pepperoni was tasty. You know, the cheese was good. I got to be honest, man. I'm from New York. This was like really good bar pizza, really good, Uh, but then they start shutting down, so then guy comes up, you want to talk about hospitality, this guy comes up, great guy, one of those weird mustaches, like twisted up, like Raleigh fingers mustaches, like you know when they, they come it comes up on the side in the curl, um, and he was like, hey man, great show, we were at the show, listen, I work at the bar down the road, last call's at like two, you guys are more than welcome, drinks on me, whatever, come out if you want. So Bartnick just gives a look like, hey, well, we're going there. <laughs> the thing about me and Joe B, and, and this is my favorite thing about Bartnick. We have this understanding that, like, when we go light, we're still going to get a cocktail. Like, if we go light or we're hungover from the night before, it's like, we'll like other people will be like, ah, man, I'm calling it a night, dude. I'm going right back to the hotel after. Me and Joe's light night is like, all right, we're going to have a couple and get, you know, we're going to go out. Like, that's Joe B is the great, like, Joe B and I get so excited because it's almost like we're two high school best friends that are just like it's it's the Saturday night after a long week of, of like cutting glass <laughs> so I go Joe this guy said you want to go and again Kelly's being cool Oh, is it cool if I come yeah dude you're coming you're coming you're hanging out with us for the night so we go to this other bar awesome bar people playing darts people playing ping pong we start playing pool now, here's what, here's what I think you guys would really like, okay? If you guys are fans of the show for a long time, uh, I think you'll like this. I say, hey, man, does anybody want to play pool? And the people that were really nice, and they're buying us drinks, and it was super, super sweet. Like, people were really sweet, man, really cool people trying to make your, you know, Green Bay experience great. They're like, man, we just hope you like Green Bay, and it's such a cool town. And uh, just an old school, blue collar, hard work in town, the football stadium is in the residence, like people's houses are like right across the street, it's amazing, and it's something that everybody should do. So, so I'm like, I want to play pool, man, And you know, my stupid ass competitive, and the more I'm like, you know, having a drink or two, I'm like, I, not only do I want to play pool, I want to win, you know, I'm like, We're, I'm winning in pool, who's, who's on my team? So two of the guys, like the guy that works at the bar and his friend say they're going to play. So, Kelly is on my team. So, now it's me and Kelly. Me and the Shakespeare shit are now teammates playing pool together, right? And uh, how cool is that? And we're playing against these guys, and one of their guys was good, and the other guy was like, eh. Me, I can be good, but it's been a while. And I think it was like the same with Kelly. So... We win the first game and we're like, yes, first game we won. Then the second game they start coming on and their, their good shooter starts doing good. Kelly had a shot on the 8-ball for us to win and boom, we win. He actually hit the first, he hit, He hit like I had a good first run but then he closed it out with the 8-balls in the first two games. Now we're 2-0. and So now we're feeling good. I'm having a good time. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm up to, like a nut, like a lunatic. Who does that? You're at a bar just having fun, and I'm looking at this thing like it's a, C- a World Series. series. I'm going, all right, we're up 2-0. Who, who cares, dickhead? You're, at, you're in Green Bay. You're having a good time. You, you have a, you know, a vodka or whatever. Enjoy yourself. No, not good enough for me. Got to win. So then we go to the third game, and we start losing. We start getting our asses handed to us, and I'm like, they're going to finally get a win here. And then they scratch on the eight ball, and we end up winning, and we go up 3-0. So me and my fan... Who now is a friend? Uh, we end up, you know, ha- doing that, having a couple of drinks, and then just walking back to our, uh, you know, we walk back to our hotel, and we tell Kelly, hey man, I don't know if we could get three tickets together for Lambo, but um, if if we can't get three tickets together for Lambo, because Joe has some, Bartnick has a what's it called a. Um, a sponsor, I think, like Seat Giants or something like that, and you know he he's looking for online seats for for Lambo and all that stuff. So we're like, but we got invited. The people from the uh, theater give us uh, give <laughs> give us. This is uh, this is this is my favorite. This is gonna be one of my favorite stores of the year. So they gave us uh, tailgate passes to go to this indoor little indoor arena. Uh In near this next to the stadium, that with this pass or being on this list, you get uh, free drinks, you get free beer, free soda, uh, and yeah, free beer, uh, free soda, free food, and uh, a couple of tickets for vodka cocktails. Right? If if you have this, if you're on this list, so me and Joe are on this list, and we told Kelly, man, if you're around, you want to come out. You know, even if uh, we don't have another ticket for the game, you come out, you tailgate, we're going to be there for hours. So, we're walking around, and people were so hospitable. I mean, people were just, we found this tent of Detroit Lion fans, and we just had a bottle of Jack that we didn't want. We had a huge bottle of Jack Daniels that we didn't want from the theater, so we were like, hey, we'll trade you guys. So, we go to this tent, we give them a bottle of Jack, and we just wanted like a beer each. Instead, this guy cooked us like these buns that had Rubens in the middle of them. He gave us this uh, cheeseburger soup. He made us stand around the fire with him. They're talking. His name was Jim. Jim from Detroit. Older dude. Amazing. Cooked for us. Talking to us. So great. We took a picture with him. It was just amazing. Now, the venue that we're supposed to go to for the tailgate opens three hours before uh, kickoff. So at 4 o'clock, this, this little um, this center opens, this little arena. And they do, uh, it's like a 9,000-seater. They do um, hockey, they do concerts, they do all that stuff. And it's right across the street from Lambeau. So I'm like, all right, Joe, it's 4 o'clock. Do you want to go to that thing? You know, we got the free thing. So Kelly hits us up and goes, yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm come and meet you guys. So I'm like, all right, awesome. So we parked the car, smoke a cigar real quick, uh, and and then we go into the, uh, we go, no, no, I'm sorry, we didn't smoke the cigar yet, we, didn't, we held on to the cigar, we waited until afterwards. So there's a line outside this tailgate thing, we finally, we get in, mine and Joe's name is on the list, you walk in, and they go, oh, here, here's two pink tickets, these are for your vodka drinks. Okay, so you get two vodka drinks with these tickets with mixers and all that stuff just go to that bar right there with the ticket Um, otherwise you'll get beer you'll get soda you'll get food or or whatever we'll we'll, we'll always be free after the two uh, after the two uh, vodka drinks you gotta buy your own I'm going great I'm not in the mood for beer I've had beer I've had enough brown stuff whiskey and shit I'm like I'm gonna go get a vodka now this is where it all started I walk up and I start seeing all these bottles of vodka, and I see a clear bottle, of course, vodka's clear, and I see a red label, and I'm like, oh, great, that might be like Smirnoff or something. No, it wasn't, okay? It was Fleischmann's, which is absolutely awful, all right? It's like, and it was in a plastic bottle, and all these people are lined up to drink this shit, put this shit in their body. Oh, Paul, you're being a prima donna. All right, yeah, I am. I put good stuff in If I'm going to drink, if I'm going to drink alcohol which isn't 100% healthy for you, I'm at least gonna put the best shit in my body that I could do, okay? And, yeah, I'm not, like, Fleischman's is, like, the worst thing ever. So, I'm just like, do you guys have any other, and they're like, nah. And I'm like, ah, really? And they're like, yeah, what do you want? And there's a line, I don't want to hold it up. So I was like, alright, just give me, like, a vodka soda with a little cranberry. And I'm sipping on this thing, and it's awful. And Bartnick's at a table. We have this, like, little picnic table. And now this place starts getting full, and there's a DJ. And there's... All these people coming in. Kelly's on his way in. And uh, I'm just sipping this drink and I'm like kind of pissed off. I'm like, man, I don't know what to do. And Bartnick's just laughing. I even had to say to Joe, I go, dude, I don't mean to be a dick here okay, I don't mean to be a dick, but like, I'm not trying to be like a prima donna, I'm not trying to be like a whiner, but like, I can't drink this shit, this is awful, I might get a beer, so I'm sitting there, and I'm kind of pissed off, and then there's a sign for food, and the herd just starts walking into the arena, and they just have like this buffet of food, you could get sausage, you get hot dogs, you get burgers, so I go in there, and uh, I get a sausage, and I'm walking out, and as I'm walking out, I see this glassed in like showroom, That was like, it was private, obviously, because it was a glassed-in, probably like, I don't know, 700 square foot, just glassed-in, really nice party room set up, and they had uh, all kinds of food in there. And then I look, and I see all high-quality booze, and then I see a bunch of bottles of Smirnoff vodka, which I prefer, and everything, but nobody's going in. Nobody's allowed in. There's just one woman in there setting up something, like setting up a party. It looks like a woman is setting up a party in there. And everybody's walking past it. It was almost like like being in a zoo where you have you could only look in to see the animal, like in, but instead of it being an animal in the exhibit you could look in, it looked like the greatest VIP party you wanted to be a part of with the best food and the best everything while all the the general public was just gla- like away from it by glass. Now, I'm like, there's no way that this is not a private thing, but they're smearing off in there, and I don't want to drink this shit, so I tell Bartnick, give me a second, I gotta go figure this, I'll be back, so he goes, yeah, whatever, you know, Joe's sitting there, he's got a beer, he's just, yeah, whatever, you know, hanging out, so me, I walk into the, I open the glass door, it wasn't locked, I open the glass door, and now this unbelievable room, it's just like, looks like it's ready to have this. It looks like it would be ready for the be- best Super Bowl setup ever, party. And I go, excuse me, ma'am? And this woman just gets up, and she walks over with the hugest smile. And she's super nice already. And I go, yeah, I'm sorry. I go, I was just walking around, and I saw that you guys had Smirnoff. I hate what I'm drinking right now because they just have Fleischmann's over there. Meanwhile, I'm supposed to be over there because that's the, 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 the hookup that we got. And uh, I was like, I hate this drink, okay. And I was just wondering, like, and she goes, Yeah, well, we're having a tailgate in here, and everything like that. She goes, Let me ask, let me ask you something. Who are you rooting for today? And I go, Ma'am, I'm not gonna lie to you. I go, I, uh, I'm in town from New York working. I said, uh, I'm a comedian, and I performed at the theater downtown last night. I'm a Giants fan. But uh, I'm just being honest. And she goes, well, all you had to say, son, was you were a Packer fan. And then I would have given you anything you wanted. And then she goes, of course you could have what you want. This is how- Oh, you're a comedian? And I say, yeah, we perform. And we start talking. I'm like, yeah, we performed at the Meyer Theater. Me and my buddy over there, he's a he's a comedian too, and uh, you know they gave us these passes in here. But I saw that that booze, and then I walked by and I saw you smearing off in this amazing room. So I just figured I would check it out. She goes, yeah, you guys could tailgate. Well, there's no problem. And I was like, are you serious? She goes, yeah, you know we're we're having a we're having a party. We're having some guests here, and uh, I go, yeah. Well, I said I got another buddy. I said, can my comedian friend and a friend of ours come in? She goes, yeah, yeah, come in. So <laughs> So, dude, Kelly Myers shows up, and me and Joe Bartnick and Kelly now go into this glass showroom that the general public, who now we're looking at as animals. I'm like, look at them. Just just, just look at them. They're all out there. The herd is going to get food, and they're drinking this shitty vodka. And now me, Joe, and Kelly are sitting in this beautiful, beautiful company room, and she's got all these laminates made with, like, uh, you know, like, necklaces, like, the laminates that go over your, over your neck, and I'm going, oh, my God, she goes, yeah, we're having a private party, she goes, um, the owner of this facility, the owner of this facility comes in, and everything like that, and, uh, we're going, oh, my God, and Kelly, I think, knew of the guy, and we, you know, we come to find out that he owns the arena we're in, so we're in this, (laughs) we're in this 10,000 seat arena, and they, all the people, the general public, is over there, and we're in this VIP section where the owner has private guests that probably are all in boxes, and you have to have a laminate to be in, okay? And there's only like probably 50 people to this private <laughs> to this private party, and me, Joe, and Kelly are just sitting there. I'm making smearing off. She's telling me, "Take whatever you want." Um, Joe's drinking. Kelly, we're just sitting there having the greatest time. Then Kelly tells us, yeah, man, like, this guy, is, this is a big company. And then we find out from her that, yeah, the owners. I go, oh, is the owner coming? Because then we're getting nervous. Like, yeah, he's coming with his wife. They come to all these parties. Come to find out this guy's worth $700 million. $700 million or something like that. This guy is like goes to a billionaire, right? And he's having his private friends in this thing. And somehow we're in there. It's just, it was amazing. We got big smiles. The lady couldn't have been sweeter. Obviously, I think when she found out that we were in show business and we performed, I think that that obviously helped. Okay, I'm not going to lie. But still, anybody could have just walked in there and said that. And and before I said that, she said, sure, you could have something. That's how much of a sweetheart she was. So now we're sitting in there and people start coming in. And you got to come in and you got to get your laminate. And they're looking over at us and we're in this private corner. And then all of a sudden... The owner, this old man shows, older man shows up, dressed really nice. His wife dressed really nice, dressed to the, you know, hair all done. Uh, I shouldn't say like it was in like a gown, but like hair all done, ready to go out. So all of a sudden the lady who lets us in goes, oh yeah, this is, um, you know, Mr. You know, and she just says this, he's the owner. It's him. It's the guy. It's the the whole facility is his. And he goes, yeah, this is, and he's kind of looking at us and she had to explain Right, I could tell she had to explain what was going on and why we were at this guy's party because he clearly was looking at us like, I don't know who these three are. So we got so I'm going, oh, shit, is this going to go bad? You know, I don't know if this is going to go good or bad. So she just, right when he gets there, hey, how you guys doing? Um, I want you to meet my friends. These are uh, performers. They performed at the comedy club last night. They're comedians in town from New York. And he was like, oh, yeah, where? And we're like, the Meyer Theater. And then that made him and his wife kind of just, you know, like, perk up, and they're like, oh, really, yeah, that's great, and we just start talking, and all of a sudden, well, welcome, thanks for being here, like, really, really, really nice, and we just start talking, and uh, his wife goes away, and Bartnick's looking at him with a really big smile on his face, right, and he looked over, and Joe is just such a presence, you know, and, and I'm sitting there, and Kelly, and we're just looking at this guy, and his wife kind of, like, walked away and leaves, and he goes, where are you guys from, and I go, I'm from New York, and then Bartnick goes, uh, you know, Bartnick goes, uh, "Yeah, I'm from I'm from Los Angeles," and and the the guy goes, "The owner," he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, or whatever," and then Joe just goes, "Ah, yeah, whatever." He goes, "Sometimes I stay in Los Angeles," and what does he go? He goes, uh, "Well, I got a, a wife in Los Angeles, and I, but a couple of girlfriends in New York." Something he said. He just made a joke. He just made a joke. Like, "Yeah, wife's in Los Angeles, Girl, girlfriends over here," or something like that. And the guy just kind of looked at him and smiled and like looked around with almost this like, I hear you, but like not, you know, what I, you know what I mean? He just had like this, I hear you, but not look and just instantly fell in love with Bartnick. Bartnick was so smart with it that he looked at this guy worth $700 billion and just says like, I'm going to give this guy a joke like that to just, and and the guy just loved it. Next thing you know, the guy is so, he's like, well, dang, yeah, so guy's so happy we're here, right? Then he comes up, and he goes, hey, speaking of show business, my wife, she was on Broadway, get over here. So then she was in, on these Broadway shows in New York City back in the day, and she's excited, and now she's talking to us about show business, and all these people, all these rich people are walking in. They have to get their laminate things to be a part of this VIP party. We're just we're just two comics and a and a, and a you know and a com- and a, a comic fan a fan of comedians a fan of podcasts is just, uh, who's essentially now sitting here and, and we're friends with Kelly and he's going like this is incredible we're pouring drinks we're having a good time and like hey do you guys want to leave the corner like we were in our own little corner you want to go and mingle and sit so we go and we sit down with the other people still amongst ourselves and Bartnick just starts killing it I mean, I'm crying, laughing like people like are like looking up at the win- like looking near the glass. And Barton goes, "Hey, hey, he's too close to the glass. He's too close to the glass." And we are just crying. I mean, he, we were, he, he was killing it. And he, we look over and we see the owner, the rich guy, telling people, "Oh yeah, those guys over there are comedians." Like they were bragging about us being. We had no business being there. And me, we're looking at each other, going, "How are we here?" And we're just hysterical laughing, hysterical laughing, cracking up. Having the greatest time, and I'm I can't believe this. This is the coolest thing ever. And then when it was time for everybody to go to the game, I walked over to the uh, to the owner, and I said, "Thank you so much for having us." And he goes, "Oh no, thank you so much for being here anytime." And I thanked everybody. And then he said, he gets up and he goes, "Where's the big guy? I gotta hug the big guy." He wanted to hug Bartnick. He loved him that much. He met him for two seconds, and he just loved him like they clicked like that. It was so great so, and and then you just walked, and it's like, and Bartnick goes, he goes, yeah, well, you know what, he goes, thank God that place didn't have absolute, because if that place had absolute, we wouldn't even be in here, just my snobby drinking ass, couldn't drink Fleischmann's, so I see this Smirnoff, I go in, and next thing you know, we're smoozing with freaking multi-multi-millionaires, having such a great time, um and it was exactly what like how it happens. You know, me and Bartnick end up in these amazing situations, and I was glad that Kelly got to be there for it. And then uh, we went to Lambeau. We went to the game, hung out for a little while, and uh, saw the field, everything like that. They were losing, and then we took off, and we had to go back to Milwaukee to get to uh, our hotel, where I had to leave at about 4.45 in the morning to catch a 6 o'clock flight. Um, so that was that. And uh, it was an amazing time, and it was so cool to have a, a, a you know somebody that follows your show to be a part of it. It was it was great, but it was so funny when Bartnick and this guy started hitting it off. It was it was the greatest thing ever. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was the trip to the Midwest, and uh, now we will do unacceptables because I know we are probably. I don't think we're backed up, but let's see where we are here. Um okay let's go here we go and then I'll do mine I'll do your guys and then I'll do mine and uh, we will go from there okay here we go so what do we got we got Philip we got Jay we got two Ryans we got Jack we got Levi we got another jack all right here we go uh good deed unrewarded from Ryan Paul I never submit twice in a week but some crazy sh- oh, okay so But some crazy shit just happened. I went to Sunoco Gas Station, and as I walked in to pay for gas, I realized the counter was unattended. There was a stack of $100 bills that was close to an inch high sitting right there on the counter and no attendant in sight. Uh, Close to 30 seconds went by before the kid working behind the counter came out and realized. Uh, They were also renovating, so I didn't even see any cameras in there. I could have been two blocks away before he even came out. I basically saved this kid's ass who clearly wasn't the owner. When he finally came out, he said, Thank you so much and shook my hand with a big sigh of relief. Then as I handed him the 10 bucks I was putting in my tank, he said, Thank you so much, bro. I'm going to give you 11 because you're an honest guy. I honestly didn't think twice and just said thanks and left. But when I told this story to people at work, they said he should have at least filled my tank. Paul, there was a shitload of money on the counter that I could have grabbed easily, leaving him fucked out of a job and probably sued for conspiracy on that missing money. What kind of dope leaves a huge wad of hundreds out like that? Uh, Looking back on it now, if I was in his shoes, I would have at least filled my tank. What are your thoughts? Um... Yeah, I mean giving you a dollar, I would either have given you nothing and just said thanks for being a good dude, or I would have went over the top with it. And that's just who I am. So I probably would have filled the tank. Uh giving another dollar. You know, it also depends how old the kid is. Maybe the kid's not aware. Also take into consideration some people are not socially aware. Some people don't get it. Some people probably think, ah, I'm going to give this guy a little more just to show him and thinking it's being cool. So I'd give him the benefit of the doubt because he at least did thank you. He did have a sigh of relief and he did give you something, but he could have given you more. But I wouldn't be picky about it. Honestly, that's just my, that's just my thought. Okay, here we go. Uh, Philip, work bathroom, unacceptable. Paul, uh, almost every afternoon there is an unflushed shit sitting in the first stall at our bathroom work. What the fuck is wrong with people? These are grown men with wives and children who are shitting in the toilet, taking the time to wipe, then leaving it on display like it's some kind of shit museum. My guess, a disgruntled worker who doesn't have the balls to quit or go postal. Lock this fuck in a cage with no bed or chair, just a shitter with no handle for flushing. Love you, Paul. Phil from Philly. Thank you, Phil. Um, Yeah, that's just trying to be funny or whatever. Uh, Silly. Silly. Let's see. What do we got here? What do we got here? Uh, Total hotel unacceptable. Hey, Paul, this is uh, long and I'm sorry. No, it's not that long. It's okay. And I'm sorry, but I was so upset. This past weekend, okay, November, okay. Um, my daughter and I went down to Trenton, New Jersey for a regional cheerleading competition her team had advanced to. Well, I stayed at the hotel near Princeton, and God, it was not a good experience. Uh, first, uh, first, a few parents got drinks from the bar while our daughters were swimming. The bartender was horrendous. I stood there for a good 15 minutes after ordering my drink. I just walked out as I was done waiting. Uh, though some of the parents found uh, black shit, what, oh, black shit in multiple drinks uh, at the bottom, some attempted to get different ones or their money back, the bartender said, oh, I'm sorry, I've been meaning to refill the ice, what the fuck, disgusting, so, it was mold in the ice box, and he seemed very unconcerned, unacceptable both service and lack of hygiene, that's gross And that is unacceptable. On to the next morning, I couldn't find my car keys. I look around the room, nothing. So I go down to the front desk. Two people are there and I ask the lady if any keys were turned in. She answers me right away and says no keys uh, have been found uh, and turned in. Okay, so I start to panic a little. I'm three hours from home. I retrace my steps, the bar, the pool area, my car, the lobby, bathroom, literally everywhere I went the night before, nothing. I flip the room upside down. By this time, it's about an hour and a half until we have to leave for the arena uh, for competition. Uh, I try to hold back the tears and my frustration. I tell the coach and some girls, help me look. I was running up and down the stairs as the elevator... uh, as the elevator was so, and I didn't have time to wait uh, for it over and over. My daughter and teammate, um, and I head down to the lobby again, Okay, Uh, and go up to the other gentleman at the front desk and ask again. Sure enough, he has them. As I stand there in utter shock and frustration and relief all at once, I pull myself together and said, I asked this lady... As I pointed to her, 25 minutes ago, if any keys were turned in, and she said no. Paul, her response was, oh, I thought you meant this morning. Are you fucking kidding me? I was fuming. I took my keys, headed back up to my room, and started uncontrollably uncontrollably crying. Oh, that sucks, man. I thought I was going to have to leave my car in New Jersey. I asked the front desk lady when I first started looking before I started to panic, really bad, and she fucking said no keys were there, uh, not at all acceptable, I was running around like a madman, and my keys were there the whole time, I'm getting worked up again, just thinking about it, I really wonder why does this happen to good people, I mean, I'm thankful they had them, but I really lost it, I couldn't believe that lady, thanks for letting me vent Kaylee, well, Kaylee, um, that is just a lack of, like, trying effort. They don't care. Like, somebody that cares would have been like, oh, hold on, man, one second. Let me ask some, f- Let me ask some questions. How about that? Can I ask some questions instead of just sitting here, and, you know, comfortable and just wanting the day to go by and just being, no, I didn't see anything. Next. I didn't care. Next. You know, it's stupid, and it is unacceptable, and uh, sorry that you cried, sorry that it sucked, but I'm glad at least you got your keys and you weren't stuck in New Jersey, because who wants to be stuck in Jersey, right? Thank you for the submission. Uh, let's see here. What do we have? What do we have here? This is uh, Jay. This is from Jay. Just feeling happy that we are now. 15 minutes into November and Halloween is fucking over. Thank God. People have been prancing around in costumes since the last goddamn Thursday. Enough already uh, with playing dress up. Halloween is for kids. It's not a week-long celebration for <laughs> fantasized 20-somethings. Uh, any excuse to play make-believe and to drink. Grow up. Promise me that these that these assholes aren't going to be dressing up in their costumes this coming weekend too. Sorry if I if I didn't get that out. My head was going to explode right off my fucking shoulders. Uh, thank you for your time. You may go about your business. I feel better already. Well, thank you, Jay. And I agree. Like somebody was like, I was like, I don't dress up because I'm a grown up. You know, I get it. Like if here's what I'll say. If your kids are like, daddy, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be a Ninja Turtle. Can you be one with me or can you be one? And they really want you to, like, I get it. But like these people willing to like, you know, and these people, here's the other thing, like going to bars dressed up. It's like, like come on, going to bars dressed up is just really, you're going to just sit at the bar as Dracula holding a drink and like, what, what is that going to do for you? You're going to like, you know what I mean? It's it's just silly. It's stupid. So uh, I'm with you. Like, I'm not trying to be a party pooper with it, but, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I I just, I think that, uh, I I, I think that it's a little weird. Uh, Here we go. Wife unacceptable from Kelly Meyer, everybody. Uh, Paul, I got to put the wife on blast for a minute. It's all good. She won't hear this. I can't make the Milwaukee show. Oh, this is okay. Yeah. Oh, so listen, this is a prequel to this because because we, I went live in uh, Phoenix. So we'll, after I told you the story, let's see what he says here. Um, I can't make the Milwaukee shows you're performing with Burr. I have a late flight that Saturday night. So the plan was to catch the Green Bay show on Sunday, which works since I live closer to Green Bay anyway. Being the classy gentleman I am, I even asked the missus if she'd like to come with me. She agreed, and we went online to get tickets. For some reason, tickets to Green Bay Show cost five times a Milwaukee show. Couldn't find any seats under 175 each. The wife said, no fucking way. She said, with Christmas coming up, oh yeah, yeah, with Christmas coming up, we shouldn't, and that I already used up my comedy budget for the year, going to your special in New York, and also seeing Burr already once in the last year. I tried explaining that you, uh, you'd both... I have all new material. She still said no. We argued for a while. I made promises (laughs) to go with her to a bunch of shit I have no interest in going to. She still said no. I even threatened to withhold sex, but she laughed in my face, rightfully so. I can't believe I'm going to miss you performing with Burr in Wisconsin twice in a row. Uh, I'll have to catch you on the next visit uh, after my divorce is final. Okay, not really, but still, this shit is unacceptable. Well, guess what? Kelly, that didn't happen, did it? No, because you were there. How great is that? I know she didn't come, but you were there. Um, Let's go here. Let's see. Uh, Roman, Roman, Ryan Roman. Here we go. Two quick unacceptables. Hey, Paul, got two quick ones for you this week. First one, I took my girl out to the beach for the weekend. Where do you live? Oh, you probably live somewhere awesome. Uh, After I loaded up my truck with our stuff, I headed to the front office to turn in our hotel keys. As I'm walking through the parking lot, this fucking guy is carrying his baby son like Simba, literally holding him up in front of him. I get to this. I I get the sense he's uh, staring at me, but I pay no mind. I pay him no mind. I pay no mind. Okay. I'm on the phone checking text I missed from last night, and look up, and he's staring at me like a fucking weirdo. Then I look at the baby; he has no pants or diaper on. What the fuck, man? It's like he was looking at me to see if I was going to look at him. Come on, you're fucking holding him uh, up like, "Hey, look at this baby's dick." You fucking jackass. Um, look. Oh, look at this baby dick. You, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Look at this baby's dick. I read that wrong. <laughs> hey, look at this baby dick. That's what I meant. Uh, you fucking jackass. Cover that shit up. Nobody wants to see that. Now I know how Burr felt when his girl sent a short vid of uh, his naked b- baby girl running around. I didn't even know that happened. All right. Second one. I'm not sure uh, what it is about parking lot. Uh, I don't know what it is about the parking lot of this hotel, of this fucking hotel. I turn in my keys and as I'm walking back to my truck, this young kid, maybe about five or six years old, is running across uh, and suddenly eats shit. I don't know how he lost his balance and ended up on the ground. I wanted to laugh, but I kept my composure because I had flashbacks to every single time I busted my ass in front of somebody as a kid and remembered how shitty I felt afterward. I asked the kid if he was okay and he said, yeah. I know he bruised something other than his ego, but he got up and hobbled away. Behind me, I realized he was running towards his family's car. All of a sudden, I hear his parents yelling at him for falling down. Fucking really? The kid had an accident and looked like he was on the verge of tears, and you're fucking yelling at him? Come on, I don't even have kids, uh, yet I felt bad for the little guy. God damn, uh, cut him some slack, Jesus Christ. First guy, pin him to a wall, and use an air cannon to shoot diapers at him until he gets the hint. The second parents, lock them in a cage with drill instructors who proceed to berate them until they cry and can't take no more. Hope you and the family are doing great. Take care, Ronald. Thank you, dude. Uh, That's hilarious. And I remember that brought me back to falling. I remember my dad took me ice skating in Yonkers and I didn't know what I was doing, and my brother and dad just watched me, because they didn't want to go ice skating, so I'm in this public rink, and I'm falling all over, and I remember I fell really bad, and like an 80s movie, this like cocky, douchey kid, a little older than me, just like skated by me, and all I saw was from like him upside down, and he just leaned down, it literally was like an 80s movie, he just goes, have a nice trip, and, like, I look over, and my, my dad my dad and brother were just laughing because I was just falling all over the place, like, all over. It was ridiculous. Uh, a couple more here. Where are we on time? Oh, boy. Well, we're going to go late. We're going to go long with this Verzi effect. We got some other stuff to talk about. Uh, what else? What else? This is This from Jack Long, Express Checkout. Hey, Paul, so I'm not trying to get uh, pegged as a um grocery store related unacceptable guy but i had something just happen that i had to let out uh as this was the most uh, egregious uh flaunting of the express checkout line i've ever seen um 25 fucking times yes 25 oh no i'm sorry 25 fucking items and i don't mean like six apples in a produce bag and counting them as six items I mean 20 distinct items. If that isn't bad enough, the woman is chatting with the cashier uh, about sales slowing the poor lady down. So I decide I needed to call her out. At first, I did the loud, passive-aggressive conversation with another person in line. She didn't turn around. Then I said loudly, it's great great people uh, in this country still know how to count. Anyways, thanks for... Uh, for doing the pod, please come to Miami sometime, uh, so wait a minute, so, you just were pissed at the uh, amount, and the lady, and the lady just let it go, because it was supposed to be, it was, it was supposed to be less, right, yeah, because was it like 12 items or whatever, um, yeah, I know, especially when you're in a rush, uh, let me see here, one more, let's ungrateful bitches, this is... <laughs> is this is from Who is this from? Uh, hey, Paul. I can't stand these ungrateful, out-of-touch bitches. Uh, <laughs> I was going uh, out downtown last weekend to hang with some friends and watch some football at our local World of Beer. Before I went out, I shaved, showered, and put on my best shirt and cologne. On my way up to the bar, I noticed... This hot mini skirt wearing blonde, all dolled up with some high heels on. She steps in a a crack in the street and starts to go down as I'm approaching her. I catch her in mid-fall, and after she gets her balance and composure back, she says to me with an annoyed voice, I'm all right, I'm all right, and proceeds to walk off. No thank you, brief conversation, nothing. I'm like, you're welcome. Fucking bitches, unacceptable. Thanks, Paul. Love the show. <laughs> Levi. <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny to just end it like that. Fucking bitches. Yeah, you're welcome. Fucking bitches. Unacceptable. Thanks, Paul. Love the show. I was <laughs> just a venting. Yeah, that's um you know what? That yesterday I was in a parking garage. And the guy brings my car up, and I just can't give him nothing. But I didn't have a couple of singles on me, so I had a five. So I hand him a five and he looks at it, he goes, What's this? And I said, For you. And he goes, How much you want back? And I said, Nothing, take it. And he just turned or, turned around and walked away and didn't say anything. I'm not chipping anymore. I'm not tipping. That's one thing I'm not doing. I'm not tipping garage attendance anymore when you're charging me $53 to be there for two hours and I give your employees money and you guys just take it and don't say nothing. I don't care. I don't care how long I do. like I tip everybody. Not that. Unless the guys really like some guys are really cool beforehand. They're also doing something different now. They're checking the car for bombs when you go into parking garages. Like, that's how crazy shit's getting, that this lady was like, hold on, wait here, pop your trunk, and she had this crazy, like, big square contraption going around, she's like, I need to check the vehicle for any suspicious, and, like, they're doing that because they think somebody's gonna go into a parking garage with a bomb, brutal. Uh, here we go, this one's from Jack, last one, I am a jerk, hi Verzi, feeling the need to call myself out today after what you said on the latest po- on the last podcast. Upon seeing Bill Burr's caption this week, tweet with a picture of you and Joe at the game, I replied with this. You don't have to read it. Uh, uh, you don't have to read it, out if you don't want to. Standing there at a game with your buddy, uh, with a wig on, with lime coolers, and your chain on the outside of your shirt. Uh, over, dude, over. I feel like a prick for taking a shot at Joe like that. And wanna seriously apologize to you guys uh, here since I don't have uh, I don't have a line to Joe. Lock me in a cage and mock uh, my every imperfection. Hope this helps towards straightening things out. And feel free to make an example of me if you want to. Really sorry, dude. I love your work, uh, and I'll do my best uh, to not be a cunt in the future. All the best to you, the wife, the kids, cat, dog. Uh, and the whole comedy crew, Jack, well, you know what, Jack, that's unbelievable, and I really appreciate that, um, I, I, and to be honest with you, uh, you know, you're, I was, I was sitting in the back of the car coming from, we were coming from a game in Gainesville, and, uh, and I really do appreciate that, and that, 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 not a lot of people do that, And, uh, some people that are fans or some people that, uh, see, that's a real, what you guys just heard was a real, was a real thing. You know what I mean? What you guys heard was a real thing. It's a, it's a, it's a real honest moment of the show and I really appreciate it. And, um, I, I, I think that more people feel like Jack, they're just afraid or for some reason they don't want to come out and say things like that. Um, and then there are some people that are just cunts. That, that's really what it comes down to, but, um, and I don't think I took yours too much. Like I don't think I took yours too much to uh, to heart or whatever, to be honest, now that I'm reading it. There were some people that bothered me. Um, and it was it's just kinda like, and maybe I shouldn't take it like that. You know, this is the life I chose, this is the business I chose, you can't be oversensitive, you can't I get that, but I was we were driving back from Gainesville and I had some drinks in me and Bartnik's ex- and it was just and Burr's going, Don't do it, Verzi And Burr's going, Verzi, don't do it you just don't do it. You don't have to do it. You can't win. It's too many. You just don't do it. And and I was literally going, no, I'm doing it. And I'm just going to everybody on Twitter. Going, hey, that's my friend. You know, shut up, this and that. You're not funny. Like, And I just started going to people. And then I realized, I'm Paul, what are you doing? What are you doing? You, you, you can't sit here and fight everybody that's going to go at it. And yours wasn't that bad. But I do appreciate that, Jack. That's a stand-up thing to do. Uh, that's a real fan and uh, and you're awesome for that so you're all you're all aces with me now and um you didn't owe that to us you didn't owe that to me you didn't owe that to Joe but uh I appreciate that that's a cool thing you know me and Bobby Kelly talk about it sometimes people kind of take shots and stuff and but uh but I also don't think yours was I also don't think yours was that you know like some people were just straight up mean like some people were straight up like just going at people and it was just like come on man But, uh, that's it for the Unacceptables. Thank you guys so much. If you would like to submit your Unacceptables, um, I am accepting them at Unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. Please send those in to, uh, the Verzi Effect for sure, and I would love to, uh, to read them out loud, uh, and shout out your name and do all that stuff. Just like I did there. Let's see. Do we have anything on Twitter? I don't think we do. Um... I know that took a little long, guys, but we were just backed up. Uh, and there we go. Okay. Yes, Sophia. My daughter Sophia is asking me a question. Uh, all right. Well, here's my unacceptable, everybody. Uh, yesterday, I had a meeting at a network to talk about a television show. And uh, in that building where the network is, they have restaurants. And I was out with my manager. And we're out, and we're, uh, I was like, I want sushi. So this is my unacceptable. I go to a sushi place. And uh, the sushi was good. Portions weren't generous, that's for sure. Uh, I got a spicy tuna roll. I got two pieces of, uh, I got two pieces of sushi with uh, salmon, uh, yellowtail, which wasn't yellowtail, they gave me the wrong fish, and uh, tuna. So six pieces of sushi and a uh, and a roll, okay, so do the math when you, you know, go, when you go sushi eating, when you go sushi shopping, whatever you want to call it, okay, um, and then I was like, I'm starving, my manager was like, yeah, I'm kind of hungry too, starving, so I just got another roll, and that was it, so there you go, I had two rolls, and six pieces of sushi, The bill came out to $212, everybody. That is unacceptable. I am not cheap. You guys know that I am not cheap. I am actually the opposite of cheap, which drives my wife crazy, which makes my friends even say Verzi is a spender. Uh, I will tell you this. I cannot remember the last time I looked at a bill and I was like, like, what? Like, I'll just pay it. And I'm like, all right, this might be 150. Okay. Might be this, might be that. And I did the thing where I told my manager, because you know, you always have the thing, what are you going to do? You're going to pay? You're going to split it? So before the, you know, I was like, look, I'll, I'm just like, look, you pay the tip, I'll pay the bill, whatever. You know, next one you get, whatever. It's just, you know, $212 to barely be satisfied is unacceptable sushi, not that good, good, definitely good, I would even say sushi was great, but not $212 lunch great, no, 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 absolutely ridiculous, that is a racket, alright, if I ever retire from comedy, I would go fishing, I would get me some tuna, I would get me some salmon, and I would just start selling it to people raw, just start throwing them salmon steaks, just be like, yeah, you know, couple thousand, what do you get? You get like don't you get like 10,000 for a tuna if you catch one something ridiculous like that? It's a racket these people got going. These people got these people are overcharging $200 for for what? For an appetizer? I didn't get a soup, I didn't get a salad, I didn't get anything. I got two rolls and and six pieces of sushi. It was re- it's ridiculously overpriced. I don't even know the name of the place. Okay? I don't even know the name of the place, but I'll tell you, it is in the um, Time Warner Center in New York City in Columbus Circle. I don't know. They have a couple of places, so I'm not really ouncing it, but you could go and you could figure it out for yourself. But completely unacceptable, completely overpriced. You ever open a bill and you just, (laughs) I literally, my manager started bursting out laughing because I literally just opened up and I go, wow, that's expensive and she just burst out laughing. I haven't said that in so long. You know, I just, I just opened it up like, "Wow. Like that's crazy for what we just ate." See, that's the thing. It's not about the it's not about the price. It's it's not even about the money. It's not about that. It's the amount of food. I understand fish is expensive. It's the amount of food that that they're getting away with. If I was like gorged, if I was full, you know, if I had like a fish tail hanging out of my mouth and I was ready to puke, I get it then. You know, I ate a ton of fish, I feel full, I don't need to eat for hours and hours. No, it wasn't that. It was like a couple of appetizers, you know, you got to take a loan out for. Uh, ridiculous and unacceptable. There it is. And I never thought a sushi unacceptable would come on my show because I love I love sushi. I love it. I eat it. It's my one of my favorite meals. Um, absolutely unacceptable. Uh, then I went to Madison Square Garden. I want to shout out my good friend, Sal Vulcano. Uh, Sal is one of the impractical jokers. They performed live. They do a live show, and they sold out the garden last night. Sal had, uh, free passes for me, and, um, you know, it was just so cool. And then hung out with him afterwards, um, you know, backstage, and, and at the, um, and we went to a hotel after party. And, uh, couldn't happen to a better guy, a more deserving guy. Uh, such a great dude, man. If you guys don't know, I mean, I don't really know the other jokers. I met uh, who did I met? I met Joe Gatto and I met uh, Murray. But I, uh, yeah, Brian Quinn Hugh wasn't there when I when I was there. I didn't see him. But uh, I, I've become, I think, what you could say is is good friends with Sal now. And I could honestly tell you, one of the kindest, uh, one of the best human beings I've met. I mean, he's just one of the best. He's just he's one of the most just humble, amazing dudes. So just know when you're watching *Impractical Jokers* and you see Sal, just understand the dude that he is, because he's the best. He's the best, and I love that dude. And he's uh, somebody that I uh, I'm happy to call a a, a friend. Uh, and we went to that show. I went to that show last night. I did a uh, I did a set last night. And uh, my birthday, everybody. My birthday is about 13 hours away that's right i am having a birthday on 11 11 uh 11 11 everybody That's my birthday, Veterans Day. Shout out to all the veterans who fought for this country. Shout out to all the soldiers out there. Shout out to everybody defending our freedom. Shout out to everybody who gives me the opportunity to do this shit and to tell my dick jokes and to go up on stage and do what I love and follow my dream and who defend this country. Uh, I said it once and I'll say it again. You're underappreciated. You're underappreciated. Okay? Can't stand this shit. People make it political. Go fuck yourselves, you fucking cowards. Bunch of cowards. Nobody does what they do. Nobody. None, none of these people that judge, none of these people do what they do. You know how easy it is? Just get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? You know how easy it is to judge somebody? How about you go how about you go to friggin' boot camp and wake up getting screamed at, at five o'clock in the morning and then go run ten miles till you puke and then do a training where bullets are flying by your head. You fucking cowards can't do that. Fuck you. Shout out to all the veterans. I can't stand people. I really fucking can't. They talk all this and then all of a sudden when they get in front of somebody real or they find out someone real, oh well that's different. Fuck you. I'm serious. You know, just a bunch of, bunch of fucking baby, whining babies, you know, really, you're going to kneel for the national anthem, you're going to kneel for the national anthem when when you have no fucking, you know, you could do it in so many different ways if you want to do it about race, if you want to do it about equality, you have to do it, for, you have to do it during then, why, because that's when people are going to hear you, fuck you, I'm serious too, I really am serious about that. See, now I'm all fired up. I didn't want this to go in this direction. It was a positive day. I was talking about my birthday. But my birthday happens to land on Veterans Day, and there's a, a shitload of Americans who disgrace and and, and show no respect for soldiers of this country. There really are. That's the craziest thing in the world to me, too. Bunch of... Find out what their jobs are. That's the best part. Find out what they do for a living. You know, all the judgers, all the people doing this. All the people talking about this. Find out what they do. I'm gonna judge a bunch of fucking people who want to defend this country. Ugh, it's disgraceful. Um, I saw the Lego and a Lego Ninjago movie, guys. I didn't like it. I really didn't like it that much. I went with the kids. I thought enough of these Lego movies. All right, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Kids like Legos. It's probably cheaper to make or whatever. Yeah, I get it. I don't need to see some famous, I don't need to see a Lego running around with a mouth moving with some famous guy's name, uh, you know, voice attached to it. I don't need to see it, all right? I don't need to see toys flying around as a movie, all right? You know, get a budget and blow shit up for real or that's it. I don't need, you know, you don't have to drop a a Lego ship. uh, You know what I mean? They got a cat to be the villain and shit the fuck out of here. Oh I'm fired up now I didn't mean to do this guys I wanted to have a nice ending to this you know land the ship oh boy oh okay hold on my, my daughter just scared me like a horror movie I literally turned around as I said that and my daughter was standing behind me with his arm with her arms crossed like a friggin horror movie and she just is staring at me with a mean face and she goes I like the ninjaga movie okay but it w- it wasn't great so." Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. Okay, Sophie liked it. All right, Sophie liked it. So, uh, what else? Stranger Things season two, not that good. You didn't need the over the top Dick '80s guy in the Trans Am. You know the whole Mad Max character. I don't know. I didn't like it. There was a lot of things. Let me guess. Did you really think Hopper was gonna stay stuck under the weeds under there, or did you think Winona Ryder was gonna save him? predictable, uh, not as good as the first one, still enjoyable, I still watched it, I still kind of enjoyed it, but at the end, looking back, hindsight, nowhere near as good. Nowhere near as good as season one, and I'm just being honest. Uh, The Knicks are doing good. We'll see what happens with that. That's it for sports. That's it for movies. Let's get into the plugs, everybody. This week, I will be where will I be? November 15th, I'll be at the stand doing a benefit. November 16th, 17th, and 18th I'll be at Cabot Comedy Club in Chicopee, Massachusetts. Um, and I have some dates coming up in Albany New Year's Eve. Also some more December dates coming so you could check that out. You can check all my dates at Paulversey.com. Please guys, check out my sponsors. Product, chassis, go to chassis.com. It will make your testes like you've never had them before. Dry, no chafing, no sweating, no odor, nothing nice and dry. Check that out. Check out City Living Dog and Coach Mike. And check out all things comedy. Until the next episode, I am out of here. You guys are the best. Take care.